Welcome to episode 60 of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast. As always, I'm your host, Robert Massey. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. I'm just stoked that you're taking some time to improve your photography. This podcast is part of the educational arm of my photography business, Robert Massey Photography. We focus on crafting beautiful images in the great outdoors. Now, we sell a variety of prints of mountains, lakes, Calgary, and beyond, so you can check out all those photos we have available on robertmasseyphotography.ca and maybe add some beautiful artwork to your home and help support this podcast. Now, let's get on with the show. Spring is essentially here in Alberta, and summer is just around the corner. This is the perfect time to start talking about one of my favorite warm weather activities, sunrise hiking. Getting up early in the morning, heading out on the road with only two or three other cars around, and hitting a trailhead with no one else there. It's a magical feeling. The best part about sunrise hikes? Watching the sun crest over the horizon and fill the valley below you and fill you with warmth and just, oh, it's magical when you watch that sun come up. Now, the spectacular photos certainly help as well. But let's be honest, sunrise hikes aren't the easiest thing to pull off, especially if you've never done one. They take a little bit of planning and patience and a lot of mental fortitude. It can sometimes be a bit of a stretch to go, I want to get up at 2.30 in the morning, and it can be really hard to remind yourself I'm doing this because the photos are amazing. So that mental fortitude is super powerful here, and I really want to get you out doing a sunrise hike. So I'm going to go over how you can make your first one happen and make sure you get all the incredible images to prove it. Now, before you start heading out the door or looking at hikes or doing anything else like that, like you can't just jump into this and decide tomorrow morning I'm going on a sunrise hike. There are a few things you're going to have to think about. Firstly, you will be hiking in the dark to the top. To be there for sunrise, that's completely inevitable. That's how this works. Now, hiking in the dark is a much different experience than going out in the middle of the day. You can't see as far. Normal noises can seem strange and distorted. And it's much easier to lose the trail. And all this can be really unnerving. So if you've never hiked in the dark, consider that before heading out. My first night hike was a super interesting experience on a trail that was beyond simple, but that's the reason we did it the first time I did a night hike, because I was super freaked out by the noises and the fact you couldn't really see the trail, and without the moon being out, you really couldn't see at all in front of you. It was super unnerving for me. But I had an amazing buddy who had done this a ton, and he went with me. And he led me through things. And when noises happen, he's like, it's just this, it's just this. Like, hey, calm your nerves. Don't overreact. So I'd really suggest finding someone else to go with you. Because traveling in groups can feel more comforting, especially if that person is used to being out hiking at night. All right, secondly, some animals are more active at night, especially when they're out hunting. Now, you will want to make sure you keep making noise and letting those animals know you are there. This can help prevent a sudden encounter. It's just like hiking during the day. You want to make noise so that the bears and all the other animals in the area know that you are there. But I have honestly found remembering to break the silence in the middle of the night can be a really difficult thing to do. There's just something that seems eerie about breaking this beautiful silence of not even hearing all that many cars or anything like that out there. So keep it top of mind that you do have to talk. You do have to keep making noise out there and letting the animals know you are with them. All right, thirdly, Leave a plan with family and friends. Let two or three people know where you will be, what trail you're on, and when you expect to be done. So start time, end time, everything like that. This is good practice anytime you are hiking. Just leave a plan with somebody. 
And then when you're done, make sure you check in with those folks so that they're not sitting there panicking and wondering when they need to call the police or forest rangers or anybody like that to come and find you. All right, with all those things in mind, I'm going to give you my steps towards creating a successful sunrise hike, especially if you've really never done something like this before. If you've sunrise hiked before, honestly, this episode probably isn't going to give you all that much information, but listen anyway, maybe it'll clue something in for you. And if you're a really experienced night hiker, this will still help you out with just some of the logistical issues around planning an actual successful sunrise hike. And if you've never done anything like this before, this is exactly made for you. All right, step number one, choosing your hike. Choosing the right trail can make a huge difference in your sunrise hike. If you're inexperienced with night hiking, I have two options for you. The first option, choose a trail you have done before so you know where the route goes and the dangers on it so you won't be caught by surprise. The second option, choose a hike you haven't done but do it during the day first and scout for potential dangers at night. Get to know that trail. This is super important at night as you can't necessarily see every danger that's going to come up in front of you. You don't necessarily know where things are. It's really good to have some orientation of a trail before you go on it at night. So pick one you've either done before and know, or pick one and then go do it during the day so you get to know it before you do it at night. If you're an experienced night hiker, this might be okay not to do, but especially if you're not used to being out at night. Now, outside of previous experience on a trail, something else to think about is the direction you will be facing at the top. Choosing a hike that doesn't have great views towards the sunrise will be a massive disappointment. Let's take Kings Creek Ridge in Alberta's Kananaskis country for an example. This is a lovely viewpoint, pretty easy hike up, it's really not too bad, and honestly, gorgeous views towards the north, west, and south. To the east, you're in the shadow of Mount Hood and Mount Brock. The sun won't be touching the top of Kings Creek Ridge until well after it has risen. You might get lucky with some beautiful colors coming up over Mount Hood and Mount Brock, but really, the chances are you're not going to get anything for sunrise, you're going to miss all the pretty colors, it's going to make for pretty poor sunrise views. So do some research beforehand on the hike you would like to do on where the sun will rise from and any larger objects nearby that may block out the sun. Now, you can do this by Google searching for images of the view from the top of your hike. And they don't have to be at sunrise. You're just looking for the view to see what it's going to look like, especially towards the east where the sun is going to be rising from. And then you can also do this by using topographical maps to understand the elevation of nearby mountains. And just because there is something bigger nearby doesn't necessarily mean it's going to block your view. In fact, it might add a beautiful compositional piece to your image. Mount Hood and Mount Brock become a problem on Kings Creek Ridge because there are only a few kilometers in a giant deep valley between the ridge and those other mountains. And those peaks are pretty close together. They're not just lone peaks that stand up on their own. They take over the horizon behind you on Kings Creek Ridge. So this means those peaks dominate the area. But the further away you are from a large object, the less it will obstruct your view. So this is why using topographical maps mixed with summit pictures will help give you the best understanding of if you will have blocked views. To take this up a notch, you can also use these maps and pictures to plan your compositions in advance. Some peaks give you unique leading lines and features that you can use to enhance your sunrise shots and help elevate it to inspiring art. To really help do this, you can also use apps like PhotoPills and Sun Surveyor that you can put in a GPS location and it will tell you where the sun will rise, set, move throughout the day at that exact GPS location. This can really help you plan if you want the sun to pop up in a specific spot beside your composition or anything like that. It's a really great step, but it's an extra step to take it up a notch. All right, step number two, pick your day. So now you know what hike you want to do, but when should you do it? 
Start by picking what day of the week will work best for your schedule. I'd suggest choosing a day where you won't be working super late the night before and where you will have a chance to recharge when you get back down the mountain. For lots of people, this is going to mean a Saturday or Sunday, but look at your own schedule to decide. One factor to take into consideration is timing. For people living at the base of a mountain, a sunrise hike is a lot easier than folks who have to drive in from somewhere else. Take the lovely people living in Canmore, Alberta. A sunrise hike up Halang Mountain, which is right in Canmore, could mean leaving the house just an hour and a half or two before sunrise. Whereas doing the same hike from Calgary will leave you with an extra 75 minutes of driving both ways. This can be the difference between being able to do a sunrise hike before work and needing a day off to do it. So to understand your timing, you will need to know when sunrise is, the length of the hike, and how long you think it'll take you to get to the top. Now add 30 minutes to your ascent time for a safety buffer. I'd hate to go through all the work to see a mountaintop sunrise and then miss the sunrise because I undercalculated my ascent time. So if a hike will take me two hours to complete, I'd give myself two and a half hours to make sure I can get to the top on time. Next, you need to know how long it will take to get to the start of the hike. Add time to park, get your gear on, and get on the trail. For me, I usually take about 10 to 20 minutes at a trailhead depending on what I need to do. This normally means putting on hiking boots and e-brace, ensuring all my gear is in my bag, and a quick pit stop in the washroom. Think about this for you and build this into your timing. All of it is going to tell you when you need to leave home. Now, if you're trying to squish it into a day, don't forget to add time on the peak, at least an hour to shoot the sunrise and appreciate it, your descent time, and then driving back again. So let's take Halang again as an example. From Calgary, the parking lot is about a 75 minute drive. I need 15 minutes on average in the parking lot and it will take about an hour and a half to get to the top. Add a 30 minute buffer for the hike and an hour on the peak for sunrise, an hour to get back down and 75 minutes to drive back to Calgary. That's a total of two and a half hours driving, three hours hiking and an extra 75 minutes of other things for a total of six hours and 45 minutes. It adds up quickly when you need to drive somewhere. So do your math accordingly. If you have the whole day off, this gets far easier. If you don't, you've really got to pick and choose your timing properly. So look at your schedule and pick the right day. Now, something else to note as you look at your timing, at sunrise, the best colors may actually happen 45 minutes to an hour before the actual sunrise. So if you want to get the best colors, you may have to get there even earlier. If you're really just looking for that sun peeking over the horizon shot though, you won't need to worry about this. Finally, check out the weather for the day you've picked. Use mountain-forecast.com to find out what the weather is like on the peak you've chosen. This will let you know what gear to bring and, honestly, if it's going to be worth being up before sunrise. Some days it's just so clouded and so covered in that you're not going to see anything and it's not worth being up there. So check out the weather for sure before you head out. Alright, step number three. Prep your gear. This is critically important. You'll be hiking at night and in the early morning, so various layers will be necessary and your gear will be slightly different than if you were just hiking during the middle of the day on a beautiful summer day. For a sunrise hike, I'd suggest the following items as must-haves. Headlamp with extra batteries. A warm drink and a snack, because honestly, breakfast on a mountaintop is so much better than breakfast in bed. Water, a map, safety gear and med kit. A packable warm coat for the peak. It will be cold when you get to the top. Gloves, both for the hike and for the top. Toque, and an extra one, in case it gets wet on the hike up. A change of shirt. It's much nicer and warmer to sit around a peak wearing a dry shirt than a sweat-soaked one, so bring an extra shirt with you in your bag and change it when you get to the top. A change of socks. This is a must-have for me always, no matter what hike I go on. Wet feet suck. And your camera equipment. I'd suggest a tripod as well, but that will depend on your shooting style and what you are hoping to capture. 
some people just hate using tripods. It doesn't match their shooting style at all. They're not aiming for those really big depth of fields or anything like that. They'd be, rather be able to run and gun and not have to move a tripod around with it. Others will love dragging out those shutter speeds and making really long, huge exposures. So you got to understand your photography and what gear you are going to bring up there with you. But if you own a super lightweight tripod that's going to fit in your bag, I'd bring it. Even if you don't normally use tripods in your shooting, I would bring it anyway if you have it because it opens up so many more possibilities for the way you can shoot. Now for camera equipment, all the typical stuff applies. Make sure you've got extra batteries, memory cards, all that kind of good stuff. Keep those batteries warm while you're hiking up there. It's going to just keep their charge a little bit better. And make sure you have both a wide-angle lens and a telephoto. Now, the wide-angle lens is obvious, landscape photography, but telephotos allow you to isolate in on specific subjects in that landscape, and that can make for amazing photos. And telephotos can honestly turn the most boring, typical sunset into something amazing when you compress that landscape. So it is worth the extra weight to carry that telephoto up the mountain with you. All right, dress appropriately for the weather when you head out of the car. I find most of the time I just need a light sweater for the actual hiking portion, but be prepared for it to be way cooler than a day hike. You're not having the sun beating down on you. In fact, there's no sun to create any warmth, so you will be colder and take that into account when you're heading up there and be prepared for it to be cooler on the top. I always tend to bring more warm stuff than I need, but I'd much rather be comfortable and able to stay on the top for the whole sunrise than needing to bail because I started to freeze. This almost happened to me last night, actually, when I was out shooting some photos at Lake Louise. It suddenly started snowing and all these other things. It was supposed to be a beautiful sunny day. It was not by any stretch of the imagination, so I didn't have enough warm gear with me. So I almost had to bail on the sunset because I was starting to freeze and chatter. So make sure you bring enough warm stuff with you to be comfortable at the top and not needing to bail. And like I've said, expect that top to be cooler than you think it's going to be. It's a lot higher up than you are on the ground. So make sure you're ready for that. All right, I also always prepare my gear the night before I head out. This way, I can sleep until the last possible second, get out of bed, and go. I don't need that extra time to find things and pack a bag, so lay out the clothing you're going to wear the night before, pack your bag, and have everything ready at the front door. Or the back door to the garage or wherever. Wherever you're going to leave from, leave your stuff there. Now, I make sure to leave a note on my car keys, reminding me to grab anything out of the fridge as well if I've left lunch in there or anything like that. All right, you've got your bag ready, you know what you need with you. Now, it's time for step four, which is to get some rest and get on the trail. From here, it's up to you. Make sure you get a good night's rest and know where you are going when you head out the door. Do a double check you have everything you need as you pack the car and then head out. Be safe out there as you make your way to the mountaintop. All right, step five, shooting sunrise. So you've gotten to the top and hopefully with some time before the sun starts poking its head up over the horizon. So what do you do? I'd first check where the sun is going to come up. Use an app like Sun Surveyor or PhotoPills like we talked about to get a good approximation of where on the horizon it should appear. Then, I'd quickly scout the area, looking for any compositional elements that I want to include. Look for leading lines, rock formations, framing opportunities. Maybe there's a great spot to place a person in your shot. Anything that will add exciting elements to your image. Next, I'd pop off some blue hour shots of these compositions and see if I actually like them in image form. Honestly, there are points where I look at something and think it'll make a great photo and then I compose and go, ooh, no, that doesn't actually work when I see it in its actual image form. So once I know what I want to include in my sunrise shot, I'd spend some time taking blue air photos of the area. These can be gorgeous shots of the surrounding peaks, your companions with their headlamps on, anything that interests you. 
Once the color starts or once sunrise starts getting close, set up your composition and get ready. The sun comes over that horizon fast and you will only get a couple of minutes to get your shots. Use all the principles of landscape photography that we have talked about before on here and enjoy the experience. It is a glorious moment when those sun rays hit you and the warmth fills your body and oh, it's so happy. I have so many great memories of that happening. Now, once you've got your primary shot, work on creating secondary compositions. Once you've got your pictures, enjoy a snack and soak up the experience. Take some time to revel in the sun coming up on the horizon and typically being one of very few people who was up there at that point. And shoot to your heart's content. Create as many photos as you want. And once you're happy, get ready to head on back down. All right, step six, heading home. This may actually be the most challenging part of this entire experience. Once you are happy, head on back down that trail, but be careful. Most hiking accidents don't happen on the ascent, but happen on the descent because you are tired. You've achieved your objective and you're heading for home. And honestly, you aren't paying as much attention anymore. And if you're anything like me, you're a bit giddy from the experience you just had and you're talking about it and you're excited and you're kind of bouncing all over the place. And honestly, I don't pay nearly as much attention when I'm super excited about something. So be careful, stay on your toes, watch where you step and keep your awareness high until you get to the parking lot. Now, I always take a few minutes to sit in the parking lot and think about what I just experienced before heading out on the road, regardless of if it's a sunrise hike, sunset hike, or anything in between. I typically try and take a moment to reflect on what I saw, how it felt, and take some time to express gratitude to my own body for getting me up there and to nature for its beauty. Gratitude is a massive part of my day-to-day life, and I find it very important to remember to say thank you whenever I get to experience something unique and beautiful and wonderful. So take a moment in the parking lot to say thank you, to nature and to yourself, especially because you just did something spectacular and remarkable. And don't just hop in your car and head out. And that's it. Hopefully you have accomplished your first sunrise hike. And hopefully this guide helps you experience your first mountaintop sunrise and get you there safely and back down again. Now, I do need to say to hike within your limits and that nothing in this podcast is meant to be construed as safety guidelines or anything like that. This is purely basic advice from my own experience to help you get out and experiencing something spectacular. But it's up to you to know your route, know what safety precautions you need, and be informed of any risks in the area. Hiking can be dangerous. Night hiking can be very dangerous. And the mountains can be very hazardous. So be prepared and understand the risks before you go. That all being said, I am stoked that you're taking some time to improve your outdoor knowledge and your photography. Sunrise hikes may not be for everyone, but they sure are a lot of fun. I have had so many people give me crazy looks and I'm like, yeah, let's head out at 3 a.m. and see a sunrise on a mountaintop. They're never going to join me for it, but I'll keep reminding them and keep asking them if they want to be there with me because I find them so enlivening and such a huge part of life and a huge experience everyone should have. So if you go on one, let me know. I'd love to see your photos and hear about your experience and how you got up there and how it went and just everything. You can DM me on Instagram at Robert Massey Photography and you can find the show notes for this episode at robertmasseyphotography.ca. Now, go and plan your first sunrise hike if it sounds like something interesting to you. And if it doesn't, go out there and just enjoy our world. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Let's adventure. Bye for now.